Hi. Hi. It's um my last day in South Africa for a while tomorrow. So um I was like, right, what do I need to try before I leave? And one thing that everyone said I needed to try was um what's it called? A rusk? Yeah, rusk. I give them to Bodie all the time. <laughs> How it, I thought my teeth were gonna break. That's the whole point, babe. <laughs> what do you do with it though? Do you have to just like suck it first or what? It's like, yeah, like you like, suck it and then you like nibble it. Yeah. I don't really like them. James loves them. I don't really like them. What? He eats like, all of Bodie's. They're such a big thing here. I'm not a fan. I'm such a big thing. <laughs> Guys. Full disclosure, I'm extremely tired. I did, I haven't slept in like two nights and I'm hanging on by a thread. But let's do it. Yeah, I, this is how tired I am. I went to the gym, smashed, smashed my session, sat there, was working until like one o'clock in the afternoon. And then I was like, oh, I need to go home. So I came home, put a onesie on, got into my bed. I'm doing my tax returns as well because I'm self-employed and I run businesses. So I pay three lots of tax every year. Right. And uh, James is here at the moment. He walked into the bedroom to get something from his wardrobe and he was like, what are you doing? It's like two o'clock on a Monday afternoon. I was like, I'm hanging on by thread, babe. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. So let's go to the Quizzy Rudolphs. You like my Instagram post today. I'm right, aren't I? Of course I think I'm right. It's my opinion. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But I think sometimes it's like you literally can't win. No. So why is it a thing? I'm like, I know it's really annoying, but it is. Right. Do you know what I mean? Let's explain. Give the context. Basically, someone who's following me wanted to know why often I, or I guess the easy method or we, whatever, will shout out a client's age as a thing and that it shouldn't be a thing. It, like... And I was like, okay, and I, I kind of agree with you, but it is. Like, just like the menopause, you know, you can still train in the menopause, postnatal. You can still get in shape after you've had a baby, just like age. You can still get in, in shape at the age of 50. It is a thing. And I'm sorry that it upsets some people or it feels, like, unfair, but it is. And so actually shouting it out isn't perpetuating the problem. It's hopefully solving the problem. But like I say, I talk about this a lot, the pendulum swing, especially on social media and virtue signaling to women, especially nowadays, is to just be like outraged by these things that are things and then attack everybody for quote unquote, making them a thing. And it's like, we're trying to solve the problem. This is why we share before and after photos. You can do it too. We share ages, we share lifestyle hurdles, like going through the menopause, like postnatal, having just had a baby, you can do it too. And I just think it's um, it's lovely that people want to stand on their soapbox and stick a flag in the sand when they have absolutely nothing to show for what they're doing about the problem. Nothing but a voice. And it's like, not, it's like Emma and I are really like genuinely working Monday to Sunday to try and try and better this. So please don't please go back. Like all you have is a box and a microphone. OK, go away. <laughs> but I did actually really like her. We ended up getting on really well in the end. And I was like, look, I totally get that you're frustrated, but... And they kind of explained the complexities of our job. And and in the end, she was like, it actually materialized that she's for years been like way too scared to get into the gym. And now she feels that she's too old. And it was almost like it touched a nerve with her because it applied to her. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I think it's so encouraging. And, and I think, like you say, when you work in this space and you realize how many messages we get 
daily being like sometimes it's ridiculous it's like I'm 38 I'm too old to get in shape now and you're like do you know what is actually really useful here's this six-year-old who's in the shape of her life she messaged me back from from that thing that she shared being like I've never felt stronger at 60 years old that is a thing that is impressive like and I, I kind of get the other side of the argument like it's it's a little bit the same as when someone's like oh my god that that person's so or that woman's so strong for a woman and it's like yeah she's strong full stop right and, but then there is an element of it is harder when you're older it is harder when you're a woman to to build yeah it's like it's stupid not to like it or it's, it's like stupid and then like a little bit pedantic to be like yeah you shouldn't mention that stuff it is it more impressive that that woman's in shape at 60 than I'm in shape at 30 fuck yeah it is of course it is like it's stupid to think it's not and then it breaks down other people's glass ceilings of I could never do that because of my age yeah and and they start to believe it even if it's a lot of it's like and as Chloe saying this is why we share so much because a lot of it's like a little bit subconscious Mm. you start to get exposed to it again and again and you see it on this page you see Chloe talking about it you might see us talking about it on the podcast or something and then slowly your self-limiting beliefs get broken down because you're like wow now I've heard about five different people and I've seen this transformation that looked exactly like me to start with and now looks completely different and blah 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 it makes a huge difference yeah I completely agree I, I mean but you know that's that is the difference I told you like I have women in the public eye who are known feminists who write books and columns and go on tv shows and they talk about all this stuff about how like diet is the worst word ever invented and it's designed to control women and to and and I again I get it I get it I don't think that they're void of a point I think it's a talking I think it's a discussion point I don't think it's an absolute like the word diet isn't a bad word in my opinion but I know what it means okay it's a Greek word derivative of your lifestyle so I know what it means but to them they're like that means Atkins that means Ozempic it's like no, it, it doesn't. Who are you talking to? And I do understand. I do think it's a discussion point. But these same women who are trying so hard to kind of promote the problem that they are, they have now solved are coming to me behind the scenes being like, yo, I got a book to promote. I got to get naked in this new TV show I'm doing. Like, help a sister out. And it's like, still a problem. And what you're doing is covering it up the cracks. You're not actually tackling it. And I just get frustrated when Emma and I, with what, over two decades of experience now, like nearing on three combined, and thousands of clients in the last four years alone, like nearing on like, I don't even know how many, 12-ish thousand clients in the last four years alone, are really like in it, doing it, talking about it every day with real women. And I don't like it when those women come after us because I'm like, you just don't know what you're talking about, to be frank. But again, it is a good discussion point, but I don't like the absolute of like, this is wrong. You shouldn't do that before and after is a bad. Disagree, disagree, disagree. Sorry, when I'm my energy now, I'm angry. It must be such a hard line for, like, I don't envy those people who have, like, made a name for themselves by being anti-diet, but have serious body image issues themselves, so don't want to be overweight, but they also don't want to be under, you know, you have to say at a very specific point where no one would ever say you're too slim, because then you might have dieted, but no one would ever say you're overweight, because then you'll feel really shit about yourself, you know, like, it's like, towing that line Mm. is like the pressure that you must have on yourself especially when you are essentially like 
I don't know, like being definitely like, um, what's the right word, incongruent with like your own beliefs and what you're putting out and yeah. That's the thing, it's it's putting, and I said better the devil, you know, it's putting the devil of being a woman. And I, w I would love to know what the earliest signs of women caring about what they look like are, because they'll be there, they will be there. It's putting something that's quite visceral and like, look at me right now. Like I haven't washed my hair in days. I'm not wearing any makeup. I'm in a onesie on a live in front of hundreds. Of like, I don't really give a fuck. Do you know what I mean? I like dressing up and looking cool, like fit and like thirst trapping on Instagram, but I don't really give a fuck. But generally speaking, you know, the, the beauty industry is a billion pound industry. And I don't think that is all because of misogyny and the patriarchy. I don't. I think some women like wearing makeup because they like wearing makeup. I think some women like wearing heels. Not me. <laughs> like wearing heels because it makes them feel sexy. Some people like wearing matching lingerie under their work clothes and they're single because it makes them, not me again, but like we're all different. And I think it's putting the the devil that's kind of like a visceral instinct inside yourself in a box and pretending it doesn't exist and then having to be secretive and masquerade it when it raises its ugly head. I think it's more important to be your most quote unquote authentic self rather than attack other women for not sharing the same authenticity that you specifically have. And it's just reverse sexism or inverted sexism. It is. Live and fucking let live. My God. I mean, when are we going to learn this? I, yeah. Anyway. Okay. Do we have any questions on the live? Yeah, we do. Hold on. Um, Joe's just saying, hi, so glad to be part of the EC method. We're so glad to have you. Okay. Pam, question. What? Oh, sorry. Question that came up today for me reading messages. Can you do two of the gym workouts during the same gym period, like legs and pull? I don't know why I haven't thought of this before now. If you mean the same session, absolutely not, no. And realistically, if you can, you're not training hard enough. Mm. Um, Polly, age is a thing. It's so important to gauge life stages. Agree. Pam, totally, completely agree that age has a dominant dis discourse around it being a barrier to strength and fitness. Great post and responses. Uh, Joe, age is a much bigger thing for women than for men. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it is a thing a 20 year old a 20 year old influencer with good genes telling a 50 year old woman we all have the same 24 hours in a day is an insult <laughs> <laughs> that used to be me i swear <laughs> i know same i'm like why did anyone work with me like, because some people liked it again it depends what is it's falling on when some clients i'm sure love that well i mean it i had clients so yeah maybe. yeah yeah Okay. Hi, ladies. I suffer with lower back pain and I know I need to get it checked out. In the meantime, I'm doing the supported gym workouts, but should I lower the weight to avoid injury? Don't put off getting it sorted out. Like I cannot emphasize this now from my own experience and just from hundreds and hundreds of clients. Like it is not, there is no benefit to putting it off. None, nothing. And mm -hmm. the thing is like prevention is better than a cure. Don't yeah. wait. If you're like, Oh, I can kind of get away with stuff at the moment. Like it's painful. I know it's not good, but I just keep pushing through until it's worse. That is the worst thing you could possibly do. Like yeah. You to a physio now and they're like, oh, do a few of these exercises and do this and avoid this for a few weeks. And you might fix it long-term or you wait, you cause potentially long-term harm mm -hmm. and then it's a much bigger deal to fix if it even can be fixed. So don't put it off. 
Yeah, I've had two physio sessions with my physio because my lower back flares up because I'm lordotic as well. And sometimes I'm an idiot and I'll do things like walk uphill carrying Bodhi for ages wearing high heels, which obviously is going to fuck it up. Or like I won't check my spine. Like I won't go, I won't force myself. It doesn't come naturally. I won't force myself to go into a neutral spine and a lift. And obviously that fucks it up. And mine got really bad over like, when was it? Because I'm remembering there were photos taken of me literally doing this. That was in what, October? October, November, December, really struggled. Went in to see my physio at the beginning of January. Two sessions later, he was like, do this, don't do this, do more of this, stop doing that, and it's completely gone. So you, you really have to go get it checked out, and you just need a professional to be like, do more of this, do less of this, here's like a cue, da-da-da-da-da. You'd be amazed. Like I think I've been doing what he told me for the last three, four weeks, and it's gone. So go, go, go. There you go. Um, Claire. Hi, Chloe and Emma. My first time with the EC method and the and the first time I haven't been working when a live is on. Thank you for your advice so far. The point I'm struggling with is exercising on night shifts and recovery and exercise in the days after. I've recently been promoted and my new role means going back to shift work, finding it hard even though I'm keeping on track with eating and sleeping. I think it's my age, 52. Oh, well, actually, sorry age is irrelevant (laughs) um I think we've spoken about this quite a few times it is like as annoying as this answer sometimes is like it is about figuring out what works for you and we can't really say that if what's what if what you're doing at the moment you feel like you're not recovering from how can we get in more recovery there right and how maybe we move your sessions around per week maybe you're doing three workouts when you're working night shifts instead of four like maybe do a bit of a post on this and tag us and tell us what you're doing, what you think is working, what isn't working. I don't know if you've already started. It sounds like you have already started doing the shifts, but yeah, then we can make a bit of a plan for for you and then tweak from there as needed. Mm -hmm. Agree. Okay. Hi ladies. Sorry for the longer one. Received a message from my younger sister today to say that my fitness journey and focus on nutrition has really encouraged her to increase her fruit and veg intake as well as move her body more. This makes me feel amazing. I'm so proud of her as she suffers with mental health and well-being. Um, she's commented on how good it's making her feel. Anyway, hope you don't mind me asking this on her behalf, but I think others could benefit too. She suffers from bloating and is noticing it has been more excessive and uncomfortable recently. Could this be her increase in fruit and veg? Any tips on guidance? yes this is just a a fastly or rapidly increased fiber intake and it does usually have this effect on people who already suffer with things like ibs um first of all probably a question better for a dietitian so actually we're talking about sophie today weren't we so sophie what's sophie medlin if you go into who Emma and I follow on Instagram, you'll find her, shoot her a message and she'll probably have some roundabout common answer that she'll hit you back with. She might organize a session with your sister, um, but she will be able to answer this. From the basic knowledge that I have of this kind of thing, things like cruciferous vegetables, so like your broccoli, your kale, your cabbage, your cauliflower will be wreaking a lot more havoc than say a handful of grapes, for example. So something to be aware of. And also if she's gone from like zero to a hundred in a day, that will be a problem. Taper it way back and start slower. Um, but yeah, probably probably one for a dietitian. Mm-hmm. Agree. Um, 
I think the the kind of real basics is exactly what Chloe said. Like if you've just ramped it up, then that might be causing you bloating. But some people are more susceptible to certain foods, especially if they're high in FODMAPs. So it might be worth looking at exactly which vegetables she's been increasing and then maybe having a look at cutting back on some and increasing others instead. Yeah. Okay, Shona, I'm such a terrible snacker. I use it way too much on little snacks and then leave barely anything for dinner. I know I just need to put my big girl pants on and stop snacking, but I can't. Any words of wisdom? Thank you. I mean, you can. You can. <laughs> Absolutely can. Yeah. And sometimes this is a bit of a um, like weird cycle of you don't eat big enough meals. So then you need to snack in between, which means you then can't eat big enough meals if you want to stay within your calories. So then you keep snacking, right? If you kind of just draw a line under it and be like, I'm going to eat big meals tomorrow, no matter what, even if I snack as well, you'll find that you habitually snack less because you're eating big enough meals. But at some point you kind of have to draw a line and be like, right, I'm going to have these meals. That's what's important. I'm going to hit my protein target. I'm going to get enough fruit and veg. And actually, as a byproduct of doing that, you will snack less rather than focusing on the snacking less to allow yourself to eat the bigger meals. Yeah, I think it'll be a double double pronged approach of, as Emma said, eating bigger meals, um, kind of spaced or maybe just ever so slightly bigger meals spaced less far apart um, and getting the things that you quote unquote snack on out the house. Like, so again... <laughs> Just keep talking about my ex. It's not remotely awkward. We're still living together. So it's just still a huge part of my day-to-day narrative. But um, if there are Pringles in the house, 24 hours, they're gone. If there's no Pringles in the house, he doesn't eat any, doesn't eat, doesn't snack. So just don't buy the fucking Pringles. Not for you, but you know, just (laughs) make a point. And your version of Pringle is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Okay, let me see um samantha saying i'm so inspired by the older ladies in this group they really motivate me same same they make me feel like this is not a limited experience of my lifespan i'm going to be doing this into my 70s like it's such a relief i love it i'm here for it me too and actually it makes me like i guess that even we even though we know that isn't how it has to go like i even have like an underlying i won't always be in shape when i'm older but then it's like there's people here living and breathing the fact that you can be oh god yeah i it's i think it's a huge comfort uh, to to me at least uh uh, 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 okay nicola sat in the car in the rain on the school run listening in for 10 minutes this is the first time i've made a live you're actually real hi love the last two weeks adore the group and i'm learning so much no questions just hello hello um Kerry hi sexy Sarah Lynn yay um oh where's the pie uh able to catch a bit of the live thanks for the hype last week Chloe oh yeah of course babe um hi Clamour I did accountability Christmas and went into this round full of new year enthusiasm having lost five kilograms and feeling so much better after all um last week I got what I think was in hindsight probably COVID Mm. and whilst I'm now feeling better overall very deep breathing will lead to a coughing fit any weight loss is stalled and I'm feeling a bit glum about the whole thing 
Is the old rule of thumb about not exercising when you have below the next symptoms true or a load of bollocks? I feel like if I leave it too long, I'll never find my easy mojo again. Don't be a silly sausage. If you're poorly, the taking care of your body changes optics to rest and recovery. If you can get out and do a short 10 minute walk, stretch your legs, get in some fresh air, as long as it's not raining or about to blow you, <laughs> blow you to another city like it was yesterday, do it. If you can't, you can't. And then we'll grade your return to training and we'll make it really nice and easy and doable. Um, so just rest your body if you're poorly. I think I might be getting, I don't feel right at all. I feel like there's something wrong. <laughs> Mm, babe. that's not good okay we're up to date on the line okay <laughs> she's thinking about something we were talking about the other day it's making me laugh in my own head because i'm an idiot okay nikki allen hi emma and chloe i was hoping to make it for the live today but it seems unlikely with the way my work day is going two things one Oh, God. I'm 165 centimetres. Guys, Emma and I are really bad at this. Can you just tell us how tall you are in feet and inches? Please. What's 165? Emma, Google it. I'm 165 centimetres, 63 kg, and I've been hitting my calorie range. I think it's quite tall. I've been hitting my oh, calorie okay, range. It's five foot. Oh, no, so it's quite small. What's tall? What's five foot nine? Oh, no, I'm not good at this. No, let's continue. Are you sure? It, well, yeah, 155 centimetres. No, 165. Oh, average. okay. Because I swear 170 something. It's 5 foot 4. Okay, fine. Average. Okay. Yeah, it's about average. Okay, I'm 165. <laughs> You're average, Nikki. If not trending slightly upwards, I've cut back on cardio. I'm still doing a couple of Pelotons, but not as many for or for as long. And doing the home strength weighted workouts. I just feel really blah about lack of progress. So two of you have put this on the page today. Nikki, I'm so sorry, but I can't remember if you were one of the two. I would really like to know, you say, I, I want to know, thank you for the height and the weight. I want to know how many workouts you're doing a week, including cardio workouts. I want to know how many steps you're doing a week. I want to know how many calories you're on. And I'd like to see some day one and tomorrow photographs, please. Thank you. Because some of you will see big results on the scales and some of you won't. And that can depend on a lot of different factors. Sorry, I need to turn the TV off. Um, that can depend on a lot of different factors. So we'd like to see that. Also, it's two weeks. So you could have found that you were somewhere let's say in in the middle of your cycle like ovulation or whatever and then you entered your luteal phase and then your weight if anything starts trending up and you just basically started unfortunately for you at the worst time in your cycle to see changes on the scale not to see changes full stop but on the scale so that's also a factor that we like to touch on emma do you want to touch on that before i move on to her next thing no i think we're good okay two i'm off to amsterdam for five days this week three for work two for my husband's birthday that's going to be fun. And just feeling even more blare about it. Oh, no. The work is a conference where we're sat still and fed constantly. And then the birthday will no doubt involve lots of food. I'm trying so hard not to slip into a fuck it mentality, just feeling a bit demotivated and blah. You are in control at all times. So if you have to sit a lot, every opportunity you get to get up and go and stretch your legs, take it. 
if there is an option for you to do 10 minutes of a workout before you have this long sedentary work day, before you leave your hotel room, do it. You will feel so much better throughout the course of the day. If you don't want to eat all day, don't. Pick and choose what you eat when. You're in control, okay? You're not You're not sat there, you know, it's not squid games. You're not forced to do something against your will, life or death situation. If you want to get up even just 20 minutes early and do a 10-minute workout, do it. If you want to, you know, I don't know, there's a 10-minute between lectures or whatever it is you're doing at work, get up and go do like a little jog around the car park, do it. If you want to say no to the seventh meal of the day, say no. Like, come on, you got this. And then with your husband's birthday, enjoy it. It's his birthday. But again, doesn't mean that you have to eat and drink everything under the sun. You decide what you eat when, what you drink when. And again, if you want to get up and be a bit active or walk everywhere, it's Amsterdam, walk everywhere, get bikes. Like you can you can make this an active holiday should you so wish. Emma. Yeah, I, th- I think you can do, as Chloe was saying, like a hell of a lot more than what you think. Even mm. if it's just getting up 30 minutes earlier, like it literally impacts nobody else you'll feel better you started your day on a positive you you know and even little things you're like oh you're not going to be able to eat the exact calories that I want right but it doesn't mean that you have to go all the way in the other direction you can still choose to have I don't know like half a croissant instead of your second whole one when you stop twice for breakfast or whatever like you can make little changes that actually mean that you can stay relatively on track and it is completely possible while you're traveling but it does take a little bit of extra work for sure 100% okay anything on the live yes afternoon ladies I'm finally here starting round three after two weeks and about the flu which led to minimal steps no workouts and nutrition limited to toast and tomato soup oh I felt really gutted after such a strong accountability Christmas but reminding myself it's only two weeks and there are 50 left in the year love that mindset um I'm still quite tired but I'm ready to slowly back get back on track and have started with a couple of short walks. Quick question. I really couldn't stomach taking creatine. So should I restart at five grams per day or should I be loading up to get back? Yeah, no, just start at five grams a day. It's fine. Why were you loading anyway? You don't need to do that. I don't think she was. I think she was talking about like loading back up to quickly get back to her. Don't worry about it. Five grams is fine. Um... Mm-mm-mm. okay Angela yay first live ever in years I'm nine days post-op and did a very small upper body workout this morning and now I need a nap yeah uh, 10 minute cycle and 10 minutes upper body is that okay that's awesome yeah Ready? yeah it's okay at the moment uh okay Carrie lovelies I had a thing on that I'm seriously Oh, I have a thing on that I'm seriously looking forward to on February the 10th and wanting to feel sexy and look seriously good for. Between then and now lies my time of the month. How to minimize hormonal appetite cravings and shitty body image, please. Park it and pretend it's not fucking happening. If you know that it's happening, don't weigh. Don't overly look in the mirror or body check. Don't over catch yourself thinking like, oh, my jeans feel tight because I'm so bloated and I'm on my period. And, oh my God, I'm so fat. It's not even that I'm on my period. I'm just fat. You know, we all know the narrative. You just go, no, 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 I'm on my period. Stop, stop. Every time you look in the mirror, stop. Every time you go to get on the scale, stop. Every time you're like, oh my God, am I even blip? Stop, just stop. White knuckle it, get on with it, compartmentalize, park it, be strong 
crack on and before you know it, a few days will have passed and you'll feel right as rain. <laughs> yeah, agree. Stop. Before you stop. 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 <laughs> but I feel a little bit stop. <laughs> Chloe, stop. I said stop. <laughs> oh, Carrie, I'm quite disappointed in you, Carrie. So I'm halfway through salt burn, but Bodie had a really bad oh. night, hence I'm so tired. So I had to stop halfway through salt burn. Carrie, of all the people, all the people that I know, not on the EC method in my life, who should have answered this question correctly, it should have been you. Why did nobody say, can somebody like give me the gist or the idea of salt burn? It's just a mixture of the rules of attraction meets the talented Mr. Ripley rolled into one. So look, I'm watching it. I'm halfway. Where did that come from? I don't know why this keeps happening, but I think it sometimes I'll do like a gesture that looks like a thumbs up and it just pops up on the now. <laughs> Did everyone else just see that? But when oh I God. actually do it, it doesn't happen. It's just when I'm like scratching my face or something. Anyway. Oh my God, that was brilliant. Sorry. Emma's computer just gave me a massive thumbs up. <laughs> I was like, what? Um, look, I'm halfway through it and I love it. And the cast are great and the script's great and the, the ambiance is great. Everything's great. Wait, Chloe. Carrie says that she said it was like the talented Mr. Ripley meets Skins. Yeah, okay, you did say with the talented Mr. Ripley, but it's more like the rules of attraction than either than anything, which is a Brett Easton Ellis novel, which was then turned into a brilliant, brilliant film. So anyone who's seen Saltburn and likes it, I'm not going to lie, the rules of attraction is better. Like, it's a better edit, better direction. I actually would say more than anything, the edit, the soundtrack, oh, anyway, watch it. But anyway, and I feel like it is really good but it's not original. And for the amount of hype it's getting, I thought it would be an original, but it's not. I'm just saying, but I do really like it. Anyway, I've got to finish it. Maybe to maybe next live, I'll come back and I'll be like, I'm sorry. <laughs> the best film ever. <laughs> anyway, okay. Next. <laughs> I'm so gobby. I can annoy myself. <laughs> I saw a meme that literally is me. Let me read it because I nearly sent it to you. It's funny how I cringe thinking about everything I've ever said and yet I never stop talking. <laughs> okay, Karen. <laughs> That's so good. Um, okay, Emma, I know this sounds absolutely pathetic as a 42-year-old woman, but I have never been a morning person and I get out of bed at the very last second I can. I've tried all sorts over the years to try and get in a better morning habits, but nothing seems to work. Any tips or advice on this? as getting out of bed 30 minutes earlier would be so much better for me. I just can't force myself to do it. As I say, it sounds pathetic. Firstly, because this has happened twice, you can, like everybody can, you're struggling to do it. And I know that seems like I'm just like, oh, it's pedantic. It, it is a little bit, but if you're telling yourself you can't, you've never been able to do it. Like that's a huge barrier in itself. So you need to break that down of like, I really struggle with this. It's not something that comes naturally to me. How do I change that? As opposed to, I cannot do this. So that's the first thing. Um, there are people, and it might be you, who are genetically night owls. And most yep. people think that they are, but they're not. Like most people are actually not really that far on the spectrum of night owl or morning. What's a morning? A lark? Lark. A lark or a night owl, whatever most people are somewhere in the middle and you can kind of train yourself, but there are people who are kind of like far on that spectrum. And if you've always really struggled, it could be that your circadian rhythm is slightly shift towards the end of the day and that you do really struggle with mornings. 
I still think it's possible like shift workers do it right like when you're jet lagged you do it like it is it's possible but it may genuinely be harder for some people Mm. yeah I mean look the obvious whether it is genetic I mean the most obvious example of a night owl to me is my mother who literally is awake at night all night and asleep all day it's awful <laughs> especially this anyway whatever <laughs> no, i'm going to that um but yeah yeah it's, it's not great um but, but it, so how it, did she get up for however many mornings for and then on the weekends i literally didn't yeah, hear but she she forced herself to right forced herself to, yeah yeah so it is genetic there are tricks and like people know like right. main trick get a job so- on a morning tv show go on this morning you're gonna have to um so it is genetic and i know that her dad was like my brother's very much like that i'm somewhere in the middle like people often like message me when i'm on instagram like why are you still up it's midnight i'm like because i'm still up like this is this is me um but that obviously there are tricks and emma's right and i think i'm I, i verge on night owl but i'm somewhere really more in the middle you start consistently getting up early, like she was saying about TV show. And I do mean consistently. You'll have to do it for a couple of weeks. Getting up at like seven o'clock in the morning, it will be hell. Before you know it, your circadian rhythm, because we're just like babies. Our wake cycle is our wake cycle. We can only withstand so long awake before we need to sleep. Your wake cycle will start coming earlier and earlier. Well, your sleep cycle will start coming earlier and earlier as your body readapts and you train it into this I'm in hell, I'm getting up early, getting up early, and you don't let up, before you know it, you'll start falling asleep earlier, waking up earlier, and feeling better because you had the adequate amount of sleep, okay, both active, REM, and deep wave, so you'll be fine, Um, but it will be a couple of weeks of hell, and I would also say drinking, so I was drinking too much in October, November, December, and getting up in the mornings I also started some medication which didn't make it make it great which I'm not on anymore but getting up in the mornings was really really hard and since I've <laughs> still been drinking in January but a lot less like I've only had like two like nights which in what is the date say 20 which in 22 days is all right for me because I am a bit you know I'm a I'm a fun time girl um I wake up most mornings now like full of energy and that's because I cut back on drinking so alcohol will play a huge role in that um yeah. Yeah. Um, mm, 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 mm. And what I will say as well is people get like, I think, you know, for some people that might take a few weeks, for me, it takes a couple of days of getting up really early to then be like, okay, right, I can do this. Yeah. I, I do think now is the hardest time to do it in the UK. Oh, it's still dark outside. It doesn't even get light, it's freezing cold. Like, I think things like those um, lights that wake you up and it's like natural light, they can be really effective. Um, but yeah, as Chloe's saying, like you probably have to push through the first week or so and then it does get a lot easier. Yeah, I'm just sending a really, really like important message. It'll take me two seconds and then I'm coming back in. Sorry. Okay. Um, okay, Samantha, good morning from Denver Airport. Getting my steps in as usual. Well done. Um the reason I put my hands up a second ago is Pam said that if you put your hands over your head, icons start appearing, but nothing happened. So I looked like an idiot. Um, <laughs> I saw you do that. I was like, what's she doing? <laughs> uh, Angela's saying, have you tried sunrise alarm clock? I've I've actually, Zoe's got one. So I've kind of experienced it. Um, I think, I think they're quite useful. If you want to wake up more naturally, 
But then I always have my alarm on that goes off way before that and pisses everyone off. <laughs> mm. um, okay, my work starts at 7am and I'm so I'm forced to get up early. I don't mind it though because I'm done with my work day early. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, this is a Bodhi thing. Uh, <laughs> Sorry. Um, okay, right, off we go. Back to, wait, anything else in the live? No, I'm just going to to the bathroom. Okay, fine. Can you hear my crazy child? Um, where did the bloody post go now? Oh, here. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Hello, I'm in the middle of work and I'm already distracted. Come on. Oh, I'm in for a treat. Okay. <laughs> okay. Joe, can you please remind me of what a superset is and what is the difference between a superset and a giant set? So a superset is two exercises back to back. A tricep is three exercises back to back. And a giant set is more than that back to back. Um I typically would use giant set for weighted workouts and then you would use circuit for body weight workouts. Um, okay, Rebecca Armstrong. This is my first time asking a question on a live and I can guarantee I will 100% fangirl. <laughs> Thanks, Tash. I will 100% fangirl and squeal when I hear my name mentioned. Rebecca Armstrong! Woo! 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 Oh my God, she's our favorite. <laughs> yeah, love it. Um, okay. Anyway, aside from that, my question is this. My workouts go like this. Monday, lower. Oh, she's doing mine. Maybe. You haven't done that, have you? No. Monday, lower. Wednesday, upper. Thursday or Friday, full body. Saturday, cardio. Is it best to rest the day before a full body session and do it on a Friday or the day after and do it on a Thursday? Ideally, you kind of want to sandwich it with rest days, in my opinion. If you're working really hard, that's why typically when it comes to full body stuff, we do push pull legs because then you're training your agonist and antagonist muscles typically. So you don't need a break between training because um, they're entirely different muscle groups. And um, if you're doing full bodies, I like to sandwich them with a rest, a full body arrest. You're doing lower and upper. So if I were you, I would do lower, upper and ditch the full body. And then do another lower or upper. Just make sure you don't do the same workout back to back. Um, I also would wonder if on Saturday there's an opportunity. You couldn't do lower, upper, lower, upper, followed by a little bit of cardio. Would be good if you can, but that's an if. Um, I don't like to work out on a Sunday. You don't have to. I like to chill and walk with the family. Cute. What would you recommend? Thanks. That's what I would recommend. If you want more clarification on that, please feel free to tag me. Um, Anything on the live? Did I miss Bodie? You did. I'm sure she can come back for you if you want her to. But, oh, God, she's she's just so high energy. Last night, she was standing on the living room table looking at James and I like this, going, I can't do it, do it, do it, do it. and, like, staring us dead in the eye for, like, 20 minutes, like, having a speech, like, obviously my daughter. And I was like, what the fuck do you think you're saying? Like really trying to rally the troops to understand her, but she makes no sense. So I don't know what she was trying to say. That's so cute. Um, Olivia's just saying, hi, lovelies. I've made a live. Um, thanks to everyone for the kindness and support after my semi-breakdown last week. The best group of people there is. Oh, wow. Well, I love it too. 
Anyway. Are, we, are we moving on? My mind keeps wandering. Okay, Sarah Jane Park. Hi, ladies. I know you've touched on ice baths post-workout, but what are your thoughts on an ice bath on waking up in the morning? Any benefits or detrimental effects in your opinion? It sure as hell wakes me up. Yeah, if you want to do it in the morning, do it. Again, I really... That'll huh? wake you up. Get up. Go straight in a cold shower. Yeah. Why does it need to be an ice bath? Cold shock is cold shock is cold shock. It doesn't have to be an ice bath. Yeah, it's because people want to put it on Instagram and see all be all like hardcore. Which, to be fair, it, it is very hardcore. I'm not saying that as if it's easy. Like I, I wouldn't really want to do it. But I think you're right. Like it, it depends what benefit you're looking for. If you're just looking to wake yourself up, just have a cold shower. Yeah, yeah. We used to have a jacuzzi outside when we lived in the Midlands, and in the yeah, that's in the, not the same. In the winter we'd fill it with like fresh water and we'd let it get really really cold and we'd do it on rest days it's actually it is it is really I really like it I like cold in the morning I think it's nice I but do, um, I think mentally there is something there as well of like being like I really want to move out of this bath or this situation but I'm not going to I'm going to sit with it and as much as that seems like potentially like an extreme um comparison like I, I do that with quite a lot of things of like if I can sit with this discomfort you can sure as hell sit with oh I really want to eat that packet of crisps so I'm not going to do it you know like it does kind of build like your self-belief that you can be like I'm going to sit in a mildly uncomfortable situation for a period of time even though like my body's telling me I don't want to or my body's telling me something else and sometimes I think people like don't make that link and I'd say that's probably one of the most important parts is like Okay, yeah. you do something that is uncomfortable and you're going to prove to yourself that you can feel something without responding to it. And then you choose, because as Chloe was saying before, like you are in control of this stuff. Like you're in control of when you get in and out of that ice bath, even though your body's going to be like, fucking hell, this is horrible, get out now. Mm. Same with like, you're in control whether you eat that second slice of pizza or not, even though your body's going to be like, oh, that was really tasty, have another one. That's yeah. get to decide that. It's, it's so true and it applies to everything like everything there have been times really recently actually where I've done things I'm very uncomfortable doing but I know that there's a big benefit to, to it and so I, I go I go with it and it's not always pleasant but I'm always happy after um I'm not laughing at that and actually this isn't really funny either I just it's a uh, Sarah Lynn said cold shock is great for emotional regulation putting your face in ice cold water is very ha- helpful if you're having a panic attack oh my god I need to carry a I bet it is right but it's just so funny to think of, like someone's like oh my god I'm really panicked don't worry straight in I my- had a panic attack on loose women the other day of all things but I managed to wet what well, I didn't Miley in class regulated me she just put her hand on my leg and squeezed it because she could see I had to hold my hands in my mouth first. I was shaking. My mouth started getting dry. And she, I don't know how she could tell, but she just like grabbed me and it centered me and it brought me back. It was really surprising. And it really reminded me you can't control when it happens. It happens when it happens. Like I know I've known those women since I was tiny. I've been on that show a thousand times. I practically grew up in that studio. You just can't control it. And then I did a Jeremy Vine the week before and I had to talk about fucking politics all day for two hours live on TV. And I was fine. And it's like, it just happens. And I'm thinking, has anyone, sorry, to bring it back to me again, anyone on the group who's done Reiki, and I'm not this kind of girl, I'm like a, I'm anti-woo-woo, 
But everyone I know keeps saying it to me, like, do some Reiki, do some Reiki. Anyone who's done it, can you tag me and tell me about your experience with it? Because apparently that I've done CBT and, yeah, I need to do something new, really. I think a lot of the time it's regulated to your cycle as well. Like, oh, and I just started. Like, hang on, that was Friday. On Sunday I started. Oh, my God, you might have nailed that. So, like, for a lot of women it is. Like, there'll be certain times of the month. And, again, this is why it's when you're going through perimenopause it's like if you're someone who has suffered with panic attacks or depression or any kind of mental health like struggles like it tends to rear its head again worse yeah the fluctuating hormones oh you might have nailed it oh god I hope that's the answer because mm-hmm. that was made life a lot easier for me even if it's like it doesn't change anything you kind of understand you kind and then you can kind of foresee a little bit okay like it, I've just started or like this is when I normally feel a bit more anxious even though yeah oh that's I love that that's I didn't even think about that um okay uh-uh. okay I have an iced tea towel in the freezer it's the change that shocks you out of it yes yeah I think so from like a would you call it somatic or anyway like physiological point of view Mm. you can see why because I think the scariest part of a panic attack is kind of that like the physical symptoms perpetuate the panic again so if you suddenly start like your heart starts racing and there's nothing wrong I feel it feels tight to a point where like it's, it's horrific it's horrific which is why actually sometimes either like the shock of cold or again, quite an extreme thing to, to do. If you're in a panic, it's like sprint up a hill. Yeah. But then your body's like, oh, we should be in this like heightened state. Like I remember slightly different, but I came off amitriptyline after my, my back and I came off way too quickly and I had all these like heart palpitations and stuff. Yes, I remember. And the only time I felt okay was when I was exercising which mm. was probably quite, I don't know if it was dangerous or not, to be honest. No one really seemed to understand. But because then actually my heart rate was meant to be higher. Yeah. I felt normal. But when I was yeah. just sitting working and my heart was like pounding, that was terrifying. Yeah, yeah. It makes total sense. Um, Kerry, yeah, I'm mental before my time of the month. Chloe, psychotic and prone to life wobbles, boo, such fun, yeah. I mean, I am as well. It's pretty bad. It is funny, isn't it? That it completely correlates with my cycle. And I'm just trying now to think back on other times. But I think it does. I think you've nailed it. Okay. Should we do one last question? Yes. I've already read it and I already have an answer to it. But I'm interested to hear yours. Sarah E.C., Could you talk about the increase that we've seen in this round of anonymous posts? It makes me a little bit sad because I feel like those are really missing out on having you guys get to know them and the group feels much more disconnected than it usually does. I totally get that people might not want to share certain things, but I wonder if you could talk about why it's important for you to be able to build a rapport with others. People might feel safer to show their vulnerabilities and get more out of the coaching and the cheerleaders. So the first thing I would say is the first lot of uh, uh, anonymous messages and I would say like four or five these are people who are very newly pregnant and you have no idea if they're newbies or not hence the anonymity they could be old hat it could be Carrie <laughs> who knows so by the way that's not me Carrie's like, <laughs> Carrie's like what <laughs> sorry yeah, Carrie <laughs> if you're pregnant then you'll avoid your cycle 
it's Terry. <laughs> no, 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 that's not me Easter egging that it's Terry. I'm just saying, I think she's obviously been on Easter for ages. You have no idea who it is. It could be anyone. And when you are new to being pregnant, there is a lot of fear and superstition. And I'm really happy that that anonymity option is an option for them to be able to reach out to everybody. I think the other thing is, even if you're not new and so you are somewhat anonymous, like you might not want to have to explain if things don't work out. You know, you yeah. might not have to announce that. You might not want us checking in on you. Like, it, I think it's a good talk that. It's a good on talk. a very like practical level, I think the other reason is this is a new thing. And like in previous rounds, you couldn't do that. <laughs> so yeah. I think part of the reason that people are doing it is because it shows up. Like even when I put a post now, it's like, do you want to post this anonymously? And when you're when you're given the option, it's like, oh, I, I guess I could. I, I do agree that like when when you don't need to be anonymous, don't because it does help us get to know you and like yeah and, and just because Carrie's here and you just used her as an example but like we know Carrie we can coach her way better than someone who started the EC method two weeks ago that's just the truth yeah. like anyone who's been here for rounds and rounds and rounds like we know you we know what you've been through we know your journey we know your life constraints we know how many kids you have we know what you're doing we know what you're like like we know what's going on so we can coach you better that really helps us um but then, and then again, there are certain situations where you're like, actually, you know what? It, like, it's useful for people to be able to do that. And also, sometimes people who have been in the group a while, who are seen or put on a bit of a pedestal, might be having a really hard time and might be nervous that if they share that, that might have have a negative domino effect. Now, it wouldn't, and we know it wouldn't because that's what the easy method is all about. You have good weeks, you have bad weeks. You one one day you're inspiring. Okay, it was Chloe and I, all right, we were having our. It's me. I'm pregnant. Um. God. Anyway, um, I've lost my train of thought. I read that. Sorry. No, it's fine. No, no. Um, and obviously, it wouldn't actually. You know, people sometimes wrongly think misconstrued that if they share their hardship, they're demotivating people or being kind of like a Debbie Downer. But actually, like the the negative posts or feelings can be just motivating as the positives and the personal wins. Um, so I think that's important for for any newbie to understand. But again, we don't know who's writing these. So it's complex. I, I do agree. I understand exactly what you're saying, Sarah. Completely understand. And I do agree that it, as Emma said, it does help us all get to know each other and da-da-da-da-da. But there are some areas of people's lives that they haven't quite come to terms with yet. And they, they kind of want to feel it out in a public space. And they have the option to do that without naming themselves. I don't think it's a bad thing. As long as we don't get too carried away, God, if we got if we came to a round where fifty percent of the posts are anonymous, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> let's. Then it's but like, it... yeah, what's the po- yeah? But I think even some people as well, again, because you don't know who it is, might be posting anonymously and then do another post that isn't because they're like, oh, actually, people didn't judge me. I was supported here. And you have to remember as well, like some people have come from shit coaching programs where. Mm-hmm they were ridiculed or there was bullying going on or you know people were judging each other or there was like horrible whereas like we don't accept any of that here everyone's supportive everyone wants to see you win yeah Um, and everyone respects the vulnerability when people do share things so but you 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 don't know that if you're new yeah okay excellent well done, everyone. All right, we will. We're gonna. We haven't come up with another time yet. Obviously, Emma's traveling this week. We've got to find the right time and day. But we will do that in the next twenty-four hours, and we will put it on the group. Okay, I'm just gonna quickly read this out. I really appreciate this. I felt awful about my anonymous post as a non-newbie, but I didn't feel I could speak as a person about my query. I tried not 
too and didn't feel I could post it at the time but will post as a real person once I process the situation exactly exactly I'm not mad at it at all I think it's a good tool yeah Mm. okay love you bye